Welcome to Big Blend Radio, where we celebrate variety and how it adds spice to quality of life. Hey, everybody. It is January 20th, 2024, and you're listening to the Big Daily Blend. And today we are celebrating Take a Walk Outdoors Day. Uh, This falls on January 20th every year, and you know we absolutely love this. Nancy and I on our Love Your Parks tour get to go on walks all across the country and around the, well, we don't walk across the country, but we have a friend who did. Um, But we do get to go on walks. And uh, sometimes, as you know, we are on our Love Your Parks tour. It's in a national park, a state park, sometimes a community park. And sometimes we're walking a dog because we pets it as we travel too. So all I know is getting outside, no matter what the season, it feels good. Your body says thank you. The vitamin D is good. I know that from Dr. Norman Rosenthal, who was just on our show talking about seasonal affective disorder. So this, you know, holiday following in January, like falling in January is a is a good time uh, to get outside, get some sunshine, especially if you can get out in the morning or afternoon and get that vitamin D. And, you know, the other thing, too, is about being observant, the birds, the butterflies. Um, right now, uh, Nancy and I are um, out in Joseph, Oregon. It's where Chief Joseph from the Nez Perce tribe uh, is buried. And it's on that trail. So the thing is about walking right now is through snow. So I think we need snowshoes. But I will be doing a little bit of that tomorrow because, after all, it's a special day. We love walking so much that we have a Facebook group. It's hashtag one hour walk. And the the reason we did this is as we traveled into national parks and started documenting them, we realized a lot of people thought, hey, if you're going in a national park, you need to be a, you know, major athlete and be very athletic and buff and be able to go backpacking and all that, which is not true. And, you know, there's many parks, like, for example, Sequoia National Park has the boardwalk trail uh, that goes around Round Meadow. It's actually called the Big Trees Trail. It's like a boardwalk, though. It's accessible. If you're in a wheelchair, you can do it. If you're a mom pushing a stroller, you can do it. Many parks have uh, walks that are for all levels of activity or accessibility. You just have to seek them out of where you're going. And uh, our national parks definitely do. Most of them actually, by their visitor center, have some kind of uh, nature trail or something small and easy to do to give you kind of the lay of the land before you go on a big hike. Now, we do love a good hike. We like our champagne hikes, but I don't think that's what this holiday is about. But the other idea, you know, we love to walk with dogs. Dogs show us so much about um, when you walk a dog, they sniff things out that we may not have, you know, thought about being interesting until you look at what the dog's sniffing. Now, sometimes we don't want to see that. But um, it is pretty cool to go walking with a dog, the pace, the um, awareness you have to have in case another dog comes around the corner, you know. So it's also about what, like being meditative in a way, being open and aware, getting fresh air. It, it's good just for all of your senses to get out there and take a walk. Uh, maybe it's your neighborhood, so you can check out what your neighbor's doing in their garden and get some garden gossip. Maybe it's in a historic neighborhood or in the downtown district. Um, I know that sometimes even malls, but we're talking about outdoors today. Um, there's mall walkers out there. Maybe even on a lunch break, uh, go for a walk and get some fresh air, and it'll help you get back to your work projects. Um, but 
maybe we all have to get snowshoes at this point. Who knows? Um, I do in the show notes, I'll be putting links to books and, and movies and things like that. Um, but I also will put in talking about walking the dog, um, a couple of short, short videos of uh, fun with Lucy the dog up in the Appalachian area of um, Burnsville, North Carolina, out in the Pisgah National Forest. One of my favorite uh, pet sits, we get to go walk in the forest every day and look for mushrooms. And, you know, she likes to look out for groundhogs or woodchucks, whichever one you want to call it. And there's birds, there's hawks, there's ravens, that kind of thing. And it's, you know, even out here in the snow, we hear, I hear an owl um, out where I am. So, you know, there's ducks, there's ducks everywhere too, out here in Joseph, Oregon in the snow. So anyway, One Hour Walk Facebook group, that link is also in the show notes. We'd love to have you join us. We're a small little group and we like to just show, hey, we took a walk here. It's kind of supportive about getting, you know, we know get those 10,000 steps in, right? But it's also like really cool to see the different places around the country and around the world. So uh, in a little bit, I'm going to air an excerpt from an interview with Dr. Jackie Ubani. She is on our shows all the time. She is a cardiologist and a board, certif- a board certified cardiologist and electrophysiologist and also the author of Women and Heart Disease, A Real Story. And um, so we'll be playing an excerpt from an interview from about a, two or three years ago. It was in the middle of COVID. So you'll hear some remarks of that. But um she talks about the importance of taking walks and how many minutes we need for our heart to have that, that, you know, activity um, to get your heart rate up and that cardio activity. So she talks about that. So stay tuned for that. And she also has a great article that I'll link to in the show notes again. So the quote of the day, I think is really great because sometimes when we think, you know, I need to start walking, get my health going, and sometimes, you know, we, we're at that point of like starting our New Year's challenges or, you know, all those rituals we have, hey, we're going to do this this year. And then halfway through, we're like, oh, oopsie. And it's right around this time, actually, January 20th. It's a good time when we start, you know, breaking away from those resolutions. So here's a good memory. It's from Lao Tzu. It is, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. It's really true. So have hope just enjoy the journey. And I think that's also part of a one hour walk is to soak up the scenery, take those steps, enjoy it, breathe, enjoy. Song of the day. Well, you know what? We've got our friends, the Walkabout Band, and I know they've got new music out and we'll have to get them back on a show. But they've got a song called Walking Boss. So I'm going to link that from YouTube and Spotify so you can take a listen to it. It's fun. Of course, there's so many songs. I should make a playlist. The Walk of Life, like Dire Straits, Walking the Dog, Aerosmith, you know, all of those great songs out there. Uh, 500 Miles of Proclaimers, right? Movies. Whew. Okay, there's a lot of that, especially about the Camino out in, you know, um, in Europe. But there's the one I have not watched. So I'm putting it on here to... In- just inspired me to go and watch it. It's a 2014 movie called Wild. So it was done 10 years ago. And it's about one woman's 1100 mile solo hike to kind of recover from her mom's loss. You know, we're a mother daughter team. So this kind of hits home. Nancy's alive. She's alive and willing. (laughs) Um, But it's, it's, you know, Laura Dern was the mom and then um, Reese Witherspoon acted as the daughter. And um, she was kind of going a little berserk and, you know, some destructive habits, let's put it that way. And um, she decided to go and hike the Pacific Crest Trail um, 
And so that's what the movie's about. So I'm looking forward to watching that. And speaking of the Pacific Crest Trail, our late and great friend Jim Ostick um, has hiked that and has written a book called Walks Far Man in Step with History on the Pacific Crest Trail. So there's so many books about the Pacific Crest Trail. And it really goes from, you know, the border of Mexico in Southern California, El Campo area, or Campo, not El Campo, Campo, all the way up to the border of Canada. And we've actually hiked parts of it. We've lived on parts of it. And, um, but his, his, you know, book isn't about this is what you need to pack and this trail, that trail, you know, parts of that trail. And a lot of people will do it. Some people do it all the way through in one big swoop. Um, some people do it in chunks uh, through hikers. And there's all kinds of, you know, terms and everything. Um, we're not one of those who are going to go for, you know, 1100 mile walking. But he he's about the Native American heritage of the places that you're walking on this trail. So we started doing a podcast series. And he's also um, got articles that I'm going to be linking all of this again talking about how he walked he was a retired he, he was a retired um, earth sciences teacher and in his 60s late 60s he walked across the country loosely following the American uh, discovery trail and so he wrote a book on that called Palomino Nation my 2016 crazy ass walk across America so I got to put all that information in there because it's it's a good read number one uh, he also wrote a book because <laughs> he's the author of Palomino and the Dream Machine, a retired dude's bicycle tour around the lower 48 United States. I know that he loves this holiday, January 20th. So kind of want to dedicate this show to him because, you know, when you go for a walk, he he's one of those. He likes to go on his own. He has his friends here and there, but um, it's really a spiritual thing for him. Um, and it's, it is. Walking is meditative. It feels good to be more connected with your surroundings. So anyway, links to that are in the show notes. Once again, my other book of the day, this is a biggie, um, is all about Grandma Gatewood. Grandma Gatewood, it's Emma Rowena Gatewood. She's known as Grandma Gatewood. She was a hiking pioneer. She was a farm wife. She was a mom to 11 kids. She survived domestic violence. And she was the very first solo female through hiker on the Appalachian Trail. That was back in 1955. The Appalachian Trail is 2,168 miles through all kinds of terrain. And guess how old she was when she did that? 67 years old. And she said to them, her family, she's like, I'm going for a walk. And she did, <laughs> literally. And she, you know, she left... She had like one change of clothes, I think less than a couple hundred dollars, and um, she just started going, and she did it, and um, she got to the top of Maine and sang America the Beautiful, and said, I'll, I said, I'll do it, and I've done it. So there's a book, and this was written by Ben Montgomery. Um, ben is a uh, journalist, and he interviewed... Uh, all this, like uh, as many surviving family members as he could find, and hikers that Gatewood met on the trail, and he found, you know, he dug into newspaper clippings, magazine stories, and diaries, trail journals, all of that kind of what he could get, and he wrote her, her, her basically her biography, and um, so we did an interview with him a few years ago on his book, which is called 
Grandma Gatewood's walk, uh, walk, excuse me, Grandma Gatewood's walk, the inspiring story of the woman who saved the Appalachian Trail. She really was a conservationist too. And she did uh, shine the light on trying to preserve this trail and its habitat. So link is in the show notes for that. Okay. So I think, let's see, we got the movie, we got the music, we did it all, we got it. So I hope you come join us on the Facebook group. Come have some walking fun with us. And now we're going to turn to Dr. Jackie Obani again. This was, I think it was recorded back in 2021. I've got a great article for her in the show notes. And I encourage you to go to her website, womenandheartdiseasebook.com. She wrote this because she wanted to remind people that heart disease remains the number one killer of women in, in the United States killing more women than breast and lung cancer combined. And she's all about trying to help us to get back into a healthy lifestyle. Have fun with it, like go for a walk. You don't have to be like freaking out at the treadmill unless that's what you like. But take a listen. To, it was a fun conversation with her. And she also talks about, you know, because it was during COVID and of course, COVID's still around. But what happens if you have COVID and getting back on the trail or getting back into exercise uh, precautions to take and, and things like that. So keep up with her at womenandheartdiseasebook.com. Enjoy the interview. Take care and happy walking. It's very important to exercise. Exercising is always good for the heart. Uh, it has a lot of beneficial effects on the whole body. It, incre- it uh, improves your blood pressure. Uh, it improves mm-hmm. blood flow, circulation. It decreases your cholesterol. So a lot of beneficial effects. So it's very important that you, you know, go out there and you walk uh, or exercise and do some mm-hmm. kind of aerobic activity. Get your heart rate up a little bit. Um, for heart health, they just recommend 150 minutes a week of physical activity. That's just two and a half hours. That's not long at all. That's, you know, the amount of time you need to watch a movie. So, yeah, wow. a week. And, and it's just, you know, moderate. Or That's if you cool. want to do something vigorous, they recommend just 75 minutes a week. But, of course, you know, people are oh. at different physical levels. Yeah. So if you're not sure. quite at the level to be exercising for 150 minutes, you, you know, you start slow. And you build up to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're someone who exercises all the time, then you can do more, you know. Mm-hmm. So you can just adjust it to to your physical capacity level. You don't have to just mm-hmm. do 150 minutes, but you can do more. But that's the minimum required for heart health. If you slowly build up your, your stamina and you can do more than 150 minutes, then by all means do more than 150 minutes. How do you so know, I like, could, okay, uh, when someone has heart disease, I mean, obviously you've got doctors and therapists, but sometimes from our experience in times and other people we know going through the medical system, especially now, it's really difficult with COVID going on. Um, I, I, I can tell you, I mean, I know you know all the stories of people not getting the care that they would really need because the, the hospitals are packed. It's not, it's not funny what's going mm-hmm. on. And um, so someone has, you know, heart disease or a heart attack and then getting into this therapy mode and trying to now get back outside or trying to work and uh, like walk and do things. Like, how do you know, like, this is too much or should I push myself further? You watch these TV shows where they push people where they're barfing. Yeah. 
You know, I always wondered about that. You know what I mean? They're barfing because they're pushing them to do this extreme stuff. And I'm going, is that healthy or not? Like, honestly, where are we on that of like, where do we go? Okay. I know. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Where am I being a baby and where should I like push myself? Basically. Well, definitely. If you have a lot of medical problems or if you have a lot of heart, if you have heart, a heart condition and you def and you haven't exercised for a long time, you definitely should start slow when you decide mm. that you want to go on to exercise. Maybe you start walking first, you know, just start slow, uh, maybe mm. doing 30 minutes a day, you know, just walk, you know, one block and increase it to two blocks. So just start slow and your body will really uh, mm. let you know when you can, you know, do more uh, mm-hmm. because you can feel like you can do more. Uh, yeah. Just listen to your body as you're, you know, slowly exercising. But if you want to do something more vigorous, like, you know, joining an aerobics class at Nifty after 50 or something mm-hmm. like that, if you want to do something regimented, you probably should talk to your doctor first um, and he can make a recommendation whether or not you are fit or your your heart is healthy enough to do something a little bit more vigorous. You know, Why are we barfing with. then? Why are we doing the barf thing? From the physical e- exercise, what's the barfing? Why thing? you? Where, yeah, the, why are people barfing thing? over physic physical exertion of exercise? They throwing up. They they throw up. <laughs> oh. Why are they barfing? <laughs> well, what's you're, that you're over exerting. You're over exerting yourself. You know, just like with anything, you know, moderation. You do things in moderation. Once you start going beyond moderation, it's not necessarily um, good. Um, so there, there are many reasons why people, you know, throw up. Maybe you're just not feeling well, or you're overly exerting yourself is usually the, the reason. Um, and you're not feeling well. You didn't eat enough the night before, or something like that. Um, but yeah, if you overly exert yourself, then mm-hmm. that can potentially happen because your body is telling you that that's too much physical activity. <laughs> yeah, like wow. sometimes when you go into high altitudes, you get a little dizzy. And yeah, and you need to slow down. Like I've I've been on hikes where people oh they just keep going. I'm like whoa, dude, I'm going to slow down because I feel dizzy. And I know if I keep pushing myself, then I'm mm. going to throw up. You know, and and I'm not going to no. throw up because it's not necessary. No it's tossing like, of the cookies. No, just <laughs> you slow down and and take your time. Yeah. So your body can adjust, and everybody's she's body's talking different. to me, Dr. Jackie, right now. She's talking <laughs> yeah, right at me. I know. I am. She's in a different she's room. She's take talking. your time. You're a little <laughs> older than you think you are. <laughs> oh, see, but that's the thing. I mean, and doesn't it also? I mean, everybody's different, and we kind of yeah. got to understand that hiking, going out hiking, everybody's at a different level. And I always believe in the buddy system that if someone's slower than you, you need to slow down because yeah. anything can happen, rattlesnakes or falling in right. a ravine, you know, so that buddy system has to be in check. And you, yeah. there's hiking push someone. and then there's, there's hiking and then the, the people who think a hike is a march. Yeah, and but that's I'm okay. Not but then that, that. But that, but I'm not I'm into not, that. If, if I like a hike that where you can stop. And and commune with nature and watch a bird and watch an animal 
I'm not into how fast can we go up the mountain. I really don't care. I have <laughs> never cared that about that, that. Never will. I not, really not. am there to look at the nature. So when you feel like you're going to barf, that means you haven't stopped and looked at the nature. You're doing the, the how fast can I hike. And Cheers. some people, that's their thing, and that's fine. Yeah. The park systems I, are all developed for that. You can go and do your run up the thing and barf or not barf. Um, <laughs> or or be like yeah. Nancy and say, I'm going to sit here, and when I get to the top of the mountain, I'm going to have my, my five ounces of wine. Thank you very much. And I'll roll down the know. hill afterwards. <laughs> but, but no, but let's, let's talk about that. Heart disease, if you have heart disease, you know you need to get out there and be Mm-hmm. You need to have that energy. So when people go out and say, okay, I'm going to go on the trail, water, things like that are important. Um, water is good. You've been on the show, Dr. Jackie, talking about diabetes yeah. and that link to mm-hmm. heart disease. So if yeah. you're going on the trail, do you have to be doubly careful if you have diabetes and heart disease? Well, yeah, so it depends because, you know, hiking is actually pretty vigorous physical activity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just wouldn't recommend that someone who's never exercised in a long time with heart disease to just, you know, go ahead and just start hiking. Um, maybe you oh, should, okay. you know, try to build build your stamina mm-hmm. to that point or talk to your doctor first and make sure you're cleared for something like that. So so hiking is, is pretty tough exercising. Can be. It's considered vigorous exercising. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely. If you feel like you can hike, if you, you know, you've done it before and you like hiking, definitely it's a good idea to do it, to take, stay well hydrated, like you said, um, Mm -hmm. and you should be fine. You know, exercising is always good for the heart and that's a good way to get your exercise in, um, you know, to meet your requirements by the American Heart Association. So, okay. There's hikes and there's hikes. Like sometimes... A hike can be flat, you know, so you're not going up hills. And then there's hikes where you're going up mountains, and you're like, whoa. Yeah, I take the hard. easy ones. That, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Most exactly. I have to tell you the story. Yeah. I have to tell you the story. When I went to um, Madagascar, we mm, went to one cool. of the national forests. Yeah. Now, I'm a pretty physically Uh-oh. active person. I exercise all the time. And before we went on this tour, they told us, you know, you know, there's going to be a lot of, you know, hiking or there's going to be a lot of, you know, hills and stuff that if you don't, if you don't feel, if you don't exercise much, you know, if you don't, if you don't do modern physical activity, you probably won't be able to do it. And I said, oh, please, I could do this. (laughs) I'm young, uh I exercise, I can do this. And let me tell you how many times I made them stop as as we're going through this park. You know, it was a lot tougher than I thought it would be. And, yeah, um, yeah mm-hmm. I learned my lesson. <laughs> well, because that's in interesting. Countries, yeah. No, but the standards in different countries, I learned that first off. Like the first time I went to Kenya, and they're like, oh, you could do this. I'm like, yeah, I could do that. And Michael, uh-uh. Uh, no, because <laughs> what well, they call a hike in Kenya is not what they call a hike here. <laughs> No, I had a friend in, in Encinitas when we first started the magazine. She had a store, and they, her and her husband were importing things from Mexico. They were, you know, avid surfers. Like, this woman was bust. Like, there's no way. I mean, I'm just, I just have one of those bodies. It'll never be. Like, that's it. I'll, I'll be, 
healthy. I can pick anything up, open any jar you want. I'm like, I can take our suitcases to the top of any Victorian <laughs> bed and breakfast with whatever. I mean, I can do all that. I'm strong. However, this woman was buff. She's a surfer chick. She's got it. She hikes. She's like, I can do this, that, you know. I'm like, good for you. She went to Machu Picchu and about died. She did the Machu Picchu hike. And what happened to her is she had her period while she was on the Machu Picchu thing and the altitude thing. And that dehydrated her. To a point, and yeah. then they have weird bathrooms. Like they're, it's not mm. like what we have in America. You're oh, standing please. over a hole, kind of bathroom yes, thing. Oh, no, she, heaven. she was in cramps. She was like, they're going to take her down the mountain with guys taking her down and carrying her. It was like a mess. And I'm looking there, going, "You're the epitome of what my body wants to be." But now I don't want to. Be. <laughs> I'm looking at her, like, "Are you?" Are you serious? Like you're you went to Machu Picchu and this is your experience and then I know people oh, that's that sad. Are overweight that's sad. and made it and made it and we're fine. I'm like, what is this? What what no, is that's this? sad. How does this happen? Yeah. And that's something I wonder, like, you know, we've gotta kind of understand our body. When you said about listen to our body, I think that's so mm-hmm. Really important. Yeah. You know, if it's that time of month, you yes. know your body's dehydrated. You know you got to drink more. No, yeah. Water. Exactly. And then you become anemic, you know, mm-hmm. and your the oxygen yep. level up there is low. It's just the mm-hmm. just a combination that's just going to lead to badness. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it, it's yeah. really true just to listen to yourself. Like you know, like I don't want to do this. But all your friends want to, and you're like, and they're like, come on, come on. And you're like, no, really? Yeah, yeah I'm going to be the, the, the stupid person on the hike that, right, exactly. that ruins it for everybody else. So just calmly say, <laughs> you know what? I have an emergency. Bye. <laughs> oh, no, no. You got to, you know, it's, it's important. I think the buddy system is very important when you hike, especially yeah. as women. The buddy, the buddy system yeah. is crucial. Um, Dr. Jackie, cycling or walking or swimming? Mm. What either uh, one? What the, the whole idea is just the whole idea is just to get your heart rate up. So it doesn't mm. matter what you do, okay. um, because some people don't want to run because their knees hurt. You know, yeah, and they much rather cycle. So whatever, whatever it's, you like to do, whatever, as long boat. as you can get your heart rate up. Swimming's the best because there's oh. no swimming is good. Yeah, it's good really because good because there's yeah, no because like repeated no, like banging your feet on concrete to your joints. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Swimming's the best. I love it. Exactly. So, right now, yeah. and so and so yeah, that would be good for. Hmm. Go ahead. And I was gonna say for me because I used to be a runner when I was much when I was much younger in the Navy. Mm-hmm. I loved to run. I used mm. to run five to six miles um, a day. Oh, dang. And now my knees, <laughs> yeah, my no, knees I... hurt, and mm-hmm. so I can't do that anymore. <laughs> so something like yeah. swimming would be good because it takes the pressure off of joints. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I can do my physical activity without worrying about uh, injury mm. to my joints. Yeah. Okay, so I want my next thing, I know we, we're going to go because we're on time here, but um, – there are people that are very super active, strong, 
Um, you've you've talked on shows before about also being careful, even though you're fit. Um, if you've had a history of drugs, um, even COVID, if you've had COVID, uh, if you've caught the virus, going back out and being physical. Can you talk on that? Like, especially on the COVID side, if you've had COVID and now you're going to go back into rock climbing or doing all these things that you've done before, don't you have to be careful a little bit more? Because it, yeah, from what yeah. I've heard is everyone's chest, I, and I've also heard that cannabis oil helps your chest. Uh oh. Uh oh. I just saw I it on Facebook. On I'm just saying. Oh, <laughs> wishful thinking. I just saw it on Facebook. I thought I'd bring it up. So, yeah. So, you know, we're slowly starting to find out that uh, after you have a COVID infection, you can have some lingering cardiac effects. Um, and oh. uh, we see these lingering cardiac effects usually in people who've, who've had more severe forms of COVID. So people who've been hospitalized, who've had the pneumonia or, you know, heart problems mm. while in the hospital or being intubated. So if you've had more moderate to severe episodes of COVID, you should definitely be very careful when you finally recover uh, before you go mm. back into rigorous physical activity. You should definitely talk to your doctor about being screened prior to doing that. Mm. A lot of things about COVID we don't know, but, you know, over the years we will find out. But we mm. are starting to see that there can be long-term heart damage um, as a result of COVID. So COVID is really not as benign as a lot of people think, you yeah. know, uh, but we'll learn more as time goes on. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so people be careful. Just be cautious. Don't, yeah. don't go crazy. Take it yeah. step by step. Listen, yeah. one hour yeah. walk. Common to me, sense. If you can do that, like we talked about that, you, the one, 150 minutes, two one hour walks a week, you're good. Mm-hmm. And you could be your neighborhood. Yes. It could be in a park, your community park, mm-hmm. a national park, whatever. Um, it just feels good. Like, to me, it does. I don't care how mm-hmm. cold it is. It just, you feel like the joys of spring, you know. Yeah. It just- Thank you for listening to Big Blend Radio. Keep up with our shows at BigBlendRadio.com.